Hello, sports fans, and welcome to a special college playoff edition of the Sport Four Star Sports Show. I am Wes Pruitt. To my immediate left, for those of y'all listening on iHeartRadio, just give you a little directional, kind of like what you're listening to basketball on the radio. To my immediate left is Aaron Smith. Just below Aaron is Christian Johnston. Caddy corner to the right of Christian Johnston is John Sturdivant. We are the Four Stars. The two guests on the show, first is immediate below me, Christopher Sturdivant. Name, name rings a bell. That would be John's brother. That would be John's brother. Claim him. <laughs> he doesn't claim me. He doesn't claim me yet. Uh, and then down below Christian is uh, Joshua Thomas, a very good friend of Chris Sturdivant's and also a longtime listener and follower of the show. Guys, thank you very much for being on the show. We also have another guest down at the very bottom, uh, Mr. Michael Roch. Uh, Michael, thank you very much for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you all for having me. I'm glad to be on the show. I love, I love the sports show. I love to be on it. Thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. Uh, Chris, just to uh, get a little insight, I, of course, you're a diehard Memphis Tiger fan like myself and John as well. Uh, we're trying to get Aaron and uh, Christian to kind of get on board. Aaron's a big American Athletic Conference fan, so we've already got him closer to that way. Uh, Christian, we're working on him. Give me um, time. It'll probably come eventually. <laughs> uh, look at this score on this game over here. <laughs> don't yeah. remind, hey, don't remind me over there now. He's holding down, right? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how John's not screaming at the TV. Uh, Chris, when you, when you look at the at the football season that was uh, for the Memphis Tigers, of course, we finished off the season with a nice a nice win. I, I feel like uh, last week against Florida Atlantic, I feel like it was a dominating uh, performance by the Tigers, uh, both offensively, but most definitely defensively, for all those fans who don't like our defense. Um, Chris, give me your give me your grade for the staff this year and Ryan Silverfield and the crew, and then also give me your grade for the team uh, for this season. And also, Josh, uh, we'll do this question after you and then Michael after you. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I think uh, this season it's kind of you're just rolling with the punches like everybody else is. So I think I give I give our season – I'll probably be generous, like an A minus. I mean, there's always room for improvement, but I mean, what do you expect when you have um, pandemic restrictions and um, having to walk through limitations or, or players opting out because of that for valid reasons? And I mean, you just kind of roll with it. So I, I don't think, I don't think uh, going into it, we should have had some perfect expectation on how things would play out. So overall, I thought it was a great season. We did what we could and. Um, it was fun to see some other guys, uh, especially like Ivy and, and other players kind of step up. Some other guys opted out. So that's my grade uh, for both right there. All right, Josh. Uh, for me, my opinion is going to be hyper optimistic because Chris and I were in college during the Larry Porter era. All respect to Larry. <laughs> Woo, we were tough then, boys. <laughs> we were a solid football program then. Woo, yeah, we Josh Scott. Yeah, we would leave at the end of the first quarter. Uh, yeah. uh, so uh, no, this it's it's been great. Like Chris said, it's a it's a volatile year. I think you guys mentioned it a week ago. 
the biggest encouragement or surprise from the college football season, just that it, it happened and it finished uh, for the Memphis program the same way. You bring in a new coach um, who's from the system. He's, he's already existing. He's a part of the program, but still that's just a change uh, in, the, in a year of a lot of change. And so the fact that they were able to do so well, um, I was encouraged. I think Brady White came back and had an incredible year. I've always been a big Brady White fan. I know there's a ton of haters, uh, but I grew up playing quarterback. I get the difficulties of that position. I think he had a ton of turnover as far as wide receivers goes and just as far as skill players go. Uh, we've seen what his guys who have gone on to the NFL uh, have have been able to do from the jump. Um, so he had a lot at his disposal. Uh, and to be able to um, do what he did this year, I was I was probably most encouraged by him. So, yeah, I completely B plus. <laughs> Michael? Uh, B minus, okay, yeah, yeah, completely agree. Michael, go ahead. My friends call me Mike. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's Mike Rock, actually. Um, but uh, I would actually say that um, it was a, a very good season as well. I'd give it a – I'd give it an A-. minus. Anytime you can beat Navy and Houston in a football season, it's a pretty good season. So, hats you forgot, off. You forgot, Brady, Brady, you forgot one team. What team is that, John? The UCF Knights. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot, I forgot about the, 20, the 2018 national champs or whatever. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, they're national yeah, it's champions. National champions. Hey, yeah. hey since, <laughs> since, since Cincinnati might call the national champs after this game. They might. They'll try. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Just go back. To well, thanks for your input, Mike. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> My yeah, friend's going, Mike. Yeah, thank you very much for being on the show, uh, Mike. Um, slash Brady. Yeah, slash Brady, <laughs> slash whatever Chris and Josh call you, which is probably more than I want to know. Uh, yep. Chris, just a quick question for you, man. Uh, I know uh, you were involved in the campus outreach program. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that, uh, really kind of uh, uh, what made you get started into it and then just how much you enjoyed doing it? Yeah. JT, sure. same question. JT and I both uh, work with Campus Outreach, and actually all three of us, me, uh, Mike, a.k.a. Brady, and JT, we're all involved in it in college. So it's just a college ministry um, that reaches out to college students to help college students grow in their spiritual life. A lot of other areas of life, but uh, primarily their spiritual life. So it was awesome. Uh, I got involved Um through meeting a couple of the campus outreach staff when I was at the University of Memphis, all three of us did actually, and um, became a Christian in college. And then uh, those, those staff members helped me grow in my faith and that ministry helped me grow in my faith in a lot of instrumental ways throughout my college years to the point where I wanted to go on staff and work for them. So uh, yeah, gotten to be able to do that over the past almost a decade. Um, and it's been, it's been awesome down there in Texas. JT is still in Texas. Uh, but each of us have a, have a unique uh, but common experience with with campus outreach, which has been awesome. So, John, John I can't answer. You think? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, I want to get anybody that was involved in the campus outreach's um, um, perspective on it for sure. Yeah, uh, same as Chris, man. I uh, I was in the same fraternity in college as Brady uh, and Sturd, and um, obviously you don't join a fraternity to like go to Bible studies. That's not what right, yeah. you're trying to do there. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, like Sturt said, there's a staff guy, uh, Josiah. He was just, you know, pursuing guys, playing basketball with 
us just hanging out and um he would always kind of start spiritual conversations and i i didn't grow up in the church so i always felt kind of awkward about it didn't know the answers didn't want questions to be asked to me but, um it was just a place where i could come and learn and, and didn't feel pressure and uh just a good environment to try to figure out that we don't know a lot of answers we we still have a lot of questions i think that's part of any kind of journey uh, of significance in life is to is to stay on that journey and to keep asking questions yourself and helping other people um who are further along or even further behind uh, to take steps in their faith as well so that's what i've had the privilege to do for uh eight full years now oh, so wow. love it yep that's awesome man that's I'm married two awesome. kids two little girls so do it at a little slower pace now, but still do it. My, my mic. Yeah, actually, I don't have a campus outreach. I was going to go on have a campus outreach, but COVID kind of messed that up. And now uh, I run an apparel company here in Memphis called Agape North, which uh, we do custom apparel for corporate clients and um, like FedEx, we do international paper, stuff like that. And uh, percent, like a huge percentage of what we make in profits goes into a foundation and and that foundation gives to causes locally and globally all over the world. Uh, we built a school in um, uh, Uganda recently, about to build one in Pakistan. Uh, we donated a bunch of school uniforms to underserved schools in our city. And so it's just kind of a, a fun job. It's like it's business, but it's also, uh, I don't know, kind of missional. And so that's what I do. Um, okay, Josh and Chris, I got a question for y'all for the campus outreach program in general. Okay. Y'all both have worked with athletics, you know, with both schools, with UT Dallas. And Chris, you have worked with a little bit of North Texas University in the past as well. Can y'all talk about, like, maybe a day of an athlete going to y'all's meetings and then going to the football field or even on the basketball court as well? Chris, you got it. I feel like you've worked with them a lot more than me at UT Dallas, but uh, yeah, generally speaking, I think it's uh, it's a part of the campus that is, um, man, super busy. Like sports are their life. I mean, you go to school, you play your sport, and uh, it consumes a lot, which makes sense. It's a it's a highly valued thing on a college campus. So uh, I think we get the unique opportunity um, when we get open doors to be able to build relationships with athletes to have a little window into their life and see what their life is all about. And it's just busy. It's packed full. Um, they're high caliber people. They are leaders. Um, they kind of have the, it built into them from the sports um, environment and the sports culture, but it's a unique opportunity to be able to get to know them and know their pace of life and kind of get to enter in and just be a resource to them. And I think it's special whenever they carve out time outside of maybe their sport and school to invest in, a variety of things if that's just relationships or being social on the campus or even spiritually so um yeah walking through a day in the life it's like you gotta to, to know them and try to get time with them you kind of have to ask like where's their free time when are they available and it's very very limited it's either like super early in the morning or just at random times throughout the day where they have a, a couple of breaks between practices or games or whatever so um but yeah it, we've been able to see that as a 
as a cool way even to provide a resource for those athletes to grow in their spiritual life. Um, and so for them to take out time at all and come to a Bible study or come to an event uh, to, as a way to meet people or as a way to investigate their faith and grow in their faith is a big deal. And a lot of students sacrifice to do that. So they'll sacrifice sleep, <laughs> they'll sacrifice whatever um, if they really do want to invest in that. And it's cool to be a part of that. So I know Josh Thomas has worked a lot with specifically basketball players um, and their commitment, their sacrifice too. Yeah, I mean, Chris Nell, in those two or three minutes, I think uh, just to, to double down on a point that he shared is just um, their lives are already over-programmed and over-committed to a lot of good things. Uh, so as a ministry, just people thinking for their overall mental, spiritual, physical health, you don't want to add a lot to their schedule. You want to enhance and be a part of all the things that they already have going on. So that, that's what I try to do. They're already getting lunch. They're already going to practice. They're already getting shots up. They're already um, eating dinner, you know, that kind of thing. So I just try to step into those things and see what, what spaces I'm allowed to step into and have access to um, and just be a blessing and be, and be a, um, really not just be about their spiritual lives, but be about the athletic programs as well. Be, uh, show up to their games. If I wasn't able to make a game, um, you know, look at the box score and text them the things that I saw that they did well or maybe could improve on. So it's not just like trying to be the Bible study guy, um, but it's really trying to um, be an asset as much as we possibly can to the, the athletic program, their academic success, all those kinds of things. And so we want to see a student graduate from college, um, a student athlete, and uh, just be very well-rounded. So. Aaron or Christian, y'all got any questions for? Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, I'll be the Panama boy. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so um, I, I think it's really cool to hear this because I always found that um, in college or people in their twenties and thirties are kind of lost in the religious world. Like, you know, we have we have organizations for youth, kids, even old older adults, seniors, and, and um, families, but nothing for those single young folks, like in their 20s and 30s. And I think it's very important. So like, I myself, I'm a, I'm a youth director. Um, and, and um, but at the church that I work for right now, we have this 20s and 30s, um, like ministry. So it's like people coming from all over the, all over the city, because I'm living in Philadelphia right now. And um, we meet like once a month and we'll talk about all kinds of stuff. And we'll do like a little prayer, like a, maybe an evening prayer. We're in part of the Episcopal church. So we'll do some sort of um, doctrine type prayer and um, uh, maybe a compliment. So that's like a late night prayer and, and um, it keeps us together, but we'll also do other activities. So right now we're strictly on zoom. So maybe we'll do like a bread baking or, or things together and stuff like that. So, I, I think it's really cool that you guys are doing that at your at, at Memphis University. And um, and I was wondering, are so are you guys do you guys work for the college or do you guys work for a church and commute into the college? Yeah, man, that's a good question. And I think kind of the way you unpacked the beginning of what you were saying answers the question. Uh, we we work for a church. Um, but man, like you said, a lot of people in their 20s, 30s, shoot, 40s, 50s uh, in America are now de-churched. Mm -hmm. They don't 
they don't don't they don't want to go to church. They don't want to stumble into a church if they want questions answered, or they'll just get online, go to YouTube. They'll mm-hmm. um, they'll do something on their phone. They're, they'll figure it out that way. Um, so what our job gives us the privilege to do, we work from a church, but we don't really ever spend time at the church building. Everything we do is on the college campus where the college students okay. are. Um, so just like we were saying with the athletes, with Greeks, with student leaders, they have a ton going on. We don't want to pull them off of campus. We don't want to pull them yeah. away uh, from what they already have going on. And so we try to go to campus every day and just be a part of the fabric um, of the university, a part of the university life. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get mistaken for a college student anymore uh, because of my beautiful beard. No, that's okay. um, but just because my age. But uh, we've we've all had that. All staff people get. Uh, they think we're college students because we're around so much. So we work for a church, uh, but it's called Campus Outreach, and so we outreach to the to the college campus. Yeah, I was yeah. just thinking yeah. how awesome that would have been to have when I was in college. Now I'm 25, but I guess it's never too late for that time of stuff. Um, no. But like you said. Uh, America is kind of getting dechurched, and I feel like that starts in the colleges. Uh, a lot right. of colleges, a lot of colleges don't do those type of things, and uh, some some of them even look down on church, you know, just because you know of the reputation that some churches have. But like I said, it's deeper than it's deeper than just you know going to church. It's about like you said, finding finding yourself, and you know just getting in that routine of, you know, balancing spiritual life with, you know, the fast pace, you know, normal life you have. Uh, it's not easy to get into that, but it is something that everybody should get into if they are able to. Yeah. JT is actually part of um, UT Dallas, Aaron, and then Chris is part of what, as part of North Texas University in Denton, Texas. Okay. So basically, <laughs> okay, here's a question for all three of y'all before we actually go into games. Okay. Right, Wes? Yes. Yes. Go ahead, John. All right. Here's, all right. Give me y'all's top five memories. Oh. It Memphis sports memories, like Memphis football, basketball, and then we'll go with the Grizzlies as well, and then maybe the Redbirds, if you want to throw the Redbirds out there. Albert Pujols. <laughs> Great memory. Top five. If we each name one, first? we'll get we'll get top three. I don't know if I can think of top five. Okay, think. top three. Go ahead. I got one for my Tigers. If you if you don't have one stirred, you got it, Brady. Uh, I remember going to um, a lot of Tigers games. I was in the the Blue Crew. Uh, my roommate was the president of the Blue Crew at the time, so we. Kind of got some special treatment. Got to get into games a little bit earlier. Got to sit in the front. I remember sitting like, you know, second row to Georgetown when they came. It was like ESPN game day, and uh, and this is this is the year we went to the national championship. And and but I, but I remember uh, we were it was ESPN game day, and there was the guy. Y'all remember that TV show called Stump the Schwab? It was yep. that like super overweight, yeah. you know, yeah. guy, and he's just over there just Knows rattling everything. off. And so one of my one claim to fame was is I stopped him outside the FedEx Forum and I said, hey, uh, people were just asking him questions like, hey, can you name the top, you know, the starting lineup for the 1985 Memphis Tiger basketball team? And he just – he names off like eight. You know, he doesn't name off just five. He's like, here's eight plus the ball boy. And I walked up to him and I said, yeah, but what is my middle name? And he said, uh, Anthony or something like that. And I was like, 
No, it's George. So that was my one opportunity to stump the Schwab, and I did it in Memphis, Tennessee. Right, that was a great Memphis sports memory. Yeah, but it was, re but really, it was about me, which is why it was important. Yeah, I yeah. See what it wasn't a real, it really had nothing to do with it. It's about me. Yeah, it's about me. It's a Memphis sport memory. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Start <Sir>, save him. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, <clears throat> one of this is probably. Bad back in college and uh but it was although although I'm, I'm pretty sure we lost it was still an awesome experience and that was when we uh university of memphis basketball was playing at university of tennessee number one number two mm -hmm. seed in the country playing against each other so uh i remember uh getting to the fedex forum hours before the tip-off and it was cold outside and People are just sitting in line for hours and hours and hours, but it was super fun to get up early, get there. I'm pretty sure they had college game day. They yeah. let everybody back out of the mm -hmm. stadium to get back in line and yeah. then let us back in for the game like an hour and a half early. So we, I literally, I think I fell asleep in my chair uh, before the game even started and then uh, I woke up for the game. But uh, I think we lost that one to Tennessee. However, it was an epic, <laughs> epic game to be at. I mean, the place was packed. Uh, not a, not an extra seat in the house, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah, Dorsey threw the elbow at Dane Bradshaw. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Dane Bradshaw. That was a, that was a great that guy, game. White Station grad. Yeah, that guy was a he could he could shoot he could definitely shoot the basketball. Um so basically no Grizzlies or the Cotton Bowl last year. Y'all's hometown of Dallas area from last year. When I'm Chris really surprised too. I was expecting them to say Cotton Bowl. I, I completely agree. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say I didn't get a place to go. Like I, oh, yeah, it's JT, JT. It's JT. I, would, oh, I would say the UT Memphis game as well in 2008. Uh, I remember me and Sturt actually, we went together. We were eating IHOP at like midnight or one. <laughs> we left the party or something. And we were sitting at IHOP and we were like, man, are we going to go back and go to sleep or are we doing this? Like, we're going to go ahead and go down there. And we thought we were going to be the first people in line at like 4 a.m. We were super confident. And we get there and there's already, I don't know. 50 people and it's yeah. just I'd, like all i'd right. already been there for two hours by then but yeah the the memphis thing the, the cotton bowl last year was great just because stirred and i we lived down here for eight years uh and memphis is a smaller city so if you're going to the store or going downtown to a grizzlies game you see so many people you know you know and it like feels like a memphis is a big city but it feels small at times but living in dallas you never run into people you know, you can go to the same store or the same gym or whatever. And it's just like new people all the time, which is fun. Um, but it was just crazy to walk into the, the Jerry world last year and just see so many familiar faces that you ha I haven't seen in a, in a long time. Um, and seeing the Memphis license plates and the just the tiger blue walking into this. I just I just couldn't believe it. It was really surreal a surreal experience and, and and not to mention how well the Tigers played. I thought they, I didn't expect them to win um, by any means, but I thought that they represented well. It was, it was a good time. Brady got Grizzly oh, yeah. memory. Plenty, plenty of Grizzlies memories. Uh, you know, is this about you? This is going to be about the Grizzlies. Okay. <laughs> um, big Grizzlies guy. Uh, actually my first, I think my first Grizzlies game I went to though was with you, Josh. My dad took us, um, Stromile Swift. Swift. When he dumped on Yao Ming, that's got to be one of them for sure. Big Stromile guy, also being an LSU fan, so got to love Stromile. Uh, 
Yeah, I making it to I love Stromile Swift. I loved it. I love him. One of my favorites. Yeah, I think I think making uh, you know, all those playoff runs we meant we we we'd have with the grit and grind. I mean, it was just it was fun. And I don't know, just every game. I don't, I mean, there's some that stuck out. You know, when we're you know taking care of OKC or you know you surprising Whoop people. That clip. Yeah, I mean it just <laughs> yeah all the, any Clippers game for Those sure. Uh, but yeah, I just I think that yeah the whole playoff run was just was just so fun. You know, it was one of the most fun. You know, sporting events that you could go to was a, was a Grizzlies. Yeah, it was just so different. Um, and so, yeah, the grit and grind era. Yeah, I think there's a right. better experience than Silkies before the game. Go to the game after the game. Go back to Silkies. Yes, with live music and good drinks. There's no better. West, hey, West knows. I want my wife to experience that. So, <laughs> man, I've got a story about my wife and Silkies, but we'll leave that for another. Another yeah. story, but uh, yeah, no, that that you you're you're exactly right, Josh. Uh, there's nothing better than going down on Bill before a game. I mean, I just think back to game day football, uh, just being on Bill yeah. and just that atmosphere. I mean, it literally we parked behind. Let's see, where did we park? We, I mean, we we it took us like an hour and a half to walk a block. I mean, it, and then we're like doing like this, trying to get through people well, what on time Beale. Did you get right? there? Dude, I, I, yeah, exactly. We penguined. I mean, it was daylight, <laughs> if that tells you anything. I mean, I got obviously, there at four o'clock, dude. Well, you also get off work at four o'clock and you work downtown. So it no, makes it this, was, this was I'm working in the hotel sure. industry, my friend. <laughs> okay, touche, touche. <laughs> um, but yeah, I completely agree. Uh, let me ask you this, guys. Uh, who would be. Give me your Mount Rushmore hmm. for okay. not not just basketball, but I want Tiger sports in general. Give me your Mount or Tiger slash Grizzlies. Also, we'll do that. Okay, okay, yeah. Memphis sports in general. D'Angelo uh, Williams. D'Angelo. Yeah. Well, that's the obvious Easy. one, but. I mean, you're just gonna put one head up there, Chris. You're not gonna put four more. You're just gonna put one. It's gonna be a. I mean, I'm just, I'm just starting. I'm just starting. I mean, he could be the big one because he's probably one of the best. Yeah, most definitely. Um. Oh man. Anthony Hardaway. If we're gonna do Mm. all sports. Dang. It's hard. I do Larry Finch. Larry Finch. Larry Finch. Yeah. I, I I I don't know if I like putting uh, a one and done guy on there, but I'm just a huge Derrick Rose yeah, as a person. Turn this guy off there. He's a Kentucky you fan anyway. Him. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I mean, what about like a uh, CDR? Do you, do you do you put a guy like that up there or no? Mm. Or Antonio He's Anderson, kind of in that mix of yeah, you got yeah, the yeah. Antonio Anderson, Joey Dorsey, yeah. all that crew is kind of like, you know, the only one that really separated himself out in the NBA, obviously, was Derrick Rose, apart from those other names. But yeah. he was MVP. So I mean, you got to. It depends on how how far back you got to go. I mean, you got Isaac Bruce. I was getting ready to say, do you go back yeah. to the Steve Matthews, Isaac Bruce, uh, Danton Bartow? I mean, you know, do you go back that far? Yeah. You got to. You got to. 
Did he win prom? So nobody's got Brady Andre won. Allen. Nobody else got Andre <laughs> Allen on theirs. Hey, Andre Allen had the Nobody longest basketball shorts of any college basketball player. <laughs> yeah. That man was wearing capris playing basketball. It's only 5'11". It didn't make a lot of sense. But but my favorite was the they would do these they would do these uh get the the crowd hype videos with Andre Allen and he'd come on he'd be like come on milk come on Mil- make some noise make make, make some noise and uh, that's all I remember about Andre Allen that and him being suspended for the national championship game but won't bring that up we won't talk about that. So who else y'all got? Yeah, y'all the experts. Who y'all got? Okay. Wait, Chris just throws them to the wolves. Go ahead. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, are we missing a big name? And that's what I'm feeling right now. I feel like y'all are really disappointed with us. Get give name that we're missing. I mean, I'm a big Michael Conley fan. You know, you said Grizzlies, but I know we're mostly talking Tigers. But yeah, I mean, I think you got to put Conley in there. Uh, Mark Gasol. I mean, Zebo. Yeah, Zebo. What about Powell? I mean, I I think a lot of a lot of Grizzly fans really don't give him his due. Uh, and this is just yeah. my opinion. I mean, I you know I could be completely wrong, but I think Powell Gasol. If you look at him, not just if you look at it in retrospect of Mark Gasol would have never been in Memphis had it not been for Powell being in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think that's a big aspect that not a lot of people talk about. But I think if you look at that, Jason Williams. Pau Gasol, Stromile Swift, uh, who else on that team? Jake Sokolitis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that team, as unorganized as it was, but that Hubie Brown team was a lot of fun to watch when they first came yeah. to Memphis. Now, I watched Tony Parker do the same exact move to Jason Williams like the first six plays of that game, the very first game of the pyramid. It, it was horrible so to watch. But, I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, Jay Williams got ate up by Tony Parker, but – I think you got to go back to Pau Gasol. I mean, I, I I really think, obviously Zach Randolph Zeba, you know, is just a beast. But and of course you Powell got had the Con- better overall career. career. Yeah, I, I think if you look at Pau overall, I mean, Lakers. there's no question about it. Pau Gasol is one of the best big men ever, in my opinion. Do y'all agree with that or no? I mean, Jake Sokolitis was pretty good, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I even ran. Yeah, I'm with you with Pal. I'll give it to you. Jordan Adams. Uh, can we claim like Allen Iverson, you know, Vince Carter? No, we can't claim. Allen Iverson, yeah. I mean, he's gone. Get, no he was a grizzly sign. No, no, Philadelphia claims that guy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the Sixers got him. I mean, I think it, it's a close. It's a close one and two. No pun intended, but did Iverson even practice for Memphis? No, I don't think so. I didn't think he did either. I don't think he um, ever should. Have. <laughs> I, Andre I, we're talking like about practice. Yeah, exactly. Practice. Who practices? <laughs> I got um, one. I got one. I got one for you, Wes, for Chris. He's married in, into it now. Now this is loaded, John. This is loaded. Uh, <laughs> this is a lot. Chris, 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 this is a lot. Yeah, you are attacking me. You're attacking, we're, we're attacking you because you you made it to a Kentucky fan. Oh my god! That's true. We'll we'll get to um, that in the bowl picks. Um, <laughs> I mean, I married an Arkansas fan, Chris, so I really can't say anything, man. It's you know, nothing I'm wrong ha- with that. I'm a half Arkansas no, fan like now. No. Arkansas's fine, but Kyle Perry. I, I I mean, you know, Chris probably probably just watches the football team. I'm sure he does not watch the basketball. No, hey, you went to a Kentucky basketball game last year. You're either going to fight it and be an idiot 
Or you're just going to embrace it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. Yeah, because I mean, once you say two it, options. Yeah, once you say I do, everything else comes with it. I mean, it's just it is what you're it is. You're all in. You're all in. Yeah, exactly. You're all in. No question about it. Uh, you hear this, Christian? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Christian's getting married next. Yeah, yeah. Get ready. Yeah, that's why we're getting Christian a little bit of advice ahead of time regarding. You know, I know she's from Panama, but hey, she could become an old Miss fan for all we know one day. Hey, if she just oh, likes, no. if I can just get her to like sports, that'd be. No, Christian's about to love soccer over here. <laughs> so we have covered uh, religion and marriage in this podcast yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We haven't even got to sports yet. We're, We're all over show. the show. We haven't even got to sports yet. But um, speaking, speaking of sports, uh, we've got some bowl games going on. Right now, uh, number eight, Cincinnati is up six, uh, 21 to 16 over number nine, Georgia. Uh, John, are you okay down there? Uh, you've been a little quiet today. I know that's why. I'm but, good. Um, it ain't over yet. <laughs> um, Chris, give me hey, your – So it's okay. Give me your most – and this is a, a question for Chris, Josh, and uh, Brady. I'm glad you na- changed your name, Brady, too. I appreciate that. Um, yes, <laughs> Uh, give me your most surprising team from this football season and give me your most disappointing team from this football season. Wow. Ah. Yeah, we asked a tough question on this. Show. I mean, nobody answered. I mean, not everybody answered once, you know. I mean, I'll go. This is easy. Okay. Uh, disappointing <laughs> is my LSU Tigers. Yeah, and, I was going to say that too. And but it's it's just all a little unfair. I mean, they had like thirty people that were like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna play because of COVID and whatever." But but even still, I mean, they just it was very poor play all season long. It was just kind of disappointing. And then most impressed uh, is West Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati won a lot of good games, uh, won them pretty pretty handily. And uh, you know, I I. I I honestly think if they win this bowl game tonight, they have the same argument that UCF had is that like, uh, we should have got a shot. We should, we should have been considered in this, this whole deal. And so I'm kind of hoping that they do win because I, I personally don't love the uh, playoff selection process. And so I I think that you get enough of these like ripples and enough of these things where it's like, Oh, we got to do something different. Um, then I think that maybe some things will start to change. And that was kind of what happened, you know, when BCS, because I think it was 2004, like Auburn went like undefeated or whatever, and then didn't even get like included in the picture. And that was what kind of started people saying like, does this BCS thing actually work? And so as many undefeated teams that are non-Power 5 conferences that they can go undefeated and and kind of break the system, uh, I'm for it. So we can get a little bit of change. I like the playoffs. I just wish the selection process was different would be interested in seeing more teams added to the playoff mix but uh yeah cincinnati all right go ahead josh uh i i would say i'm i'm not altogether surprised by it uh but i, I think just the irrelevance of the pac-12 uh and you know they decided to start late all that kind of stuff but um just I don't know. For me, it's all selfish, but at 11 a.m., there are a couple good games on here in Texas on a Saturday. At 2.30, there's some pretty solid SEC games on. 
at six o'clock, there's some decent games. And, uh, and then I'm like, man, I'm going to go to bed because there's not, <laughs> any good, there's not any good football on uh, after that. And there historically hasn't been. Uh, but uh, I just think it, it, it's, it's weird. It's weird to me. Wish they Because the, the days where Oregon was good, where USC was good, I'm an SEC guy. I'm, I'm from the Southeast, but it was nice when they had talent. So I would like for them to do better. But... Yeah, I'll go. Uh... Oh, yeah. Well, he said, I guess the conference. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I'm with, uh, I'm with Brady with the Cincy. Um, even watching, you know, some of this game today, impressed. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. So I think Cincy being a, really good team in the American. Um, I'll stay in the American conference. I feel like UCF, I was hoping would, I don't know, be, be a lot better this year and kind of battle it out for the top spot a little, a little better than maybe they did. So I'll, I'll take that as my disappointment. Yeah. Wes can, Wes has told us numerous times. It's not a Jeff Heifel fan at all. I don't like him. I just – I don't like him. I won't harp on it. Everybody has been watching the show since the beginning has heard it. I won't hype on it. I just – I'm not a fan. I'm just not. Uh, to, just to give you another disappointing team, uh, would y'all consider Florida State a disappointment this year? Uh, I feel like with Mike Norvell – and don't me wrong, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a Norvell fan. Uh, I think he's a great football coach. Uh, I think he's a great man. But – uh, I think he kind of learned the hard way that he, he, walking into Tallahassee is not – you can't walk in and preach family, 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 and then just wins are going to come. you got to put some work into it. I think he's uh, had kind of a tough road to hoe, but I, I think it was kind of a disappointment. Would you all agree with that or no? Yeah. Yeah, I no. agree. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you. you expect like – a staple win at some point in the year. Not, you don't expect a above 700, 750 ball club or anything like that. But you know, for, for a team that's rebuilding like that, a program that's rebuilding, maybe they're going to knock one of their rivals off or just show up one day and have a really good win. Um, I don't think that ever happened. He kind of he kind of inherited a pretty bad team. I mean, I know it's Florida State, but his, like his said, players just his players just need to stay off social media. Yeah, I mean, I think the fan base has got to give him some time. Uh, and I think that's going to be the issue at Florida State uh, is that fan base is just so rampant for wins. Uh, and I, I mean, oh, I, get, I still don't I, see how they beat North Carolina. I, that was their shining spot of the, uh, of yeah, the that's year. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you know, that whole Clemson's there and not playing. And then who was it? Virginia showed up and they didn't play them either. I don't know. I just don't get it. But let's get to some bowl games. Uh, right now, like I said, Georgia is down, John, uh, 21-16. Hey, they're about to score. They're in the red yeah, zone. they're about to hook the lead here. Okay, okay. I'm just giving score updates. I'm not giving currently current field <laughs> I'm not giving current, <laughs> current yeah, field position. Play, I'm just giving yeah, he's up on him. He's up on our boy West. <laughs> uh, also, uh, right now, to... Northwestern is up 14-6 to on Auburn. Uh, That's Auburn, it? Is, Auburn is currently on the on their own 25-yard line, just so everybody knows where they're on the field. Uh, and then later on uh, – well, later on this afternoon at 3 o'clock, we've got <clears throat> Alabama taking on Notre Dame. And then tonight we've got the big one between Clemson and Ohio State. Uh, guys, when you look at the college football playoff, 
Uh, I know probably not everybody in this Brady. I got a question for them regarding that real quick. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, are y'all okay with Ohio State, you know, being in the top four? No. I think only no. Ohio State fans are okay with Ohio State no. being in the top. I'm kind of over it at this point. Like, yeah, we'll just see what happens, type of thing. I no. like Lincoln Riley. Please take. I'm with Lincoln. Yeah. What about Jimbo? I, I agree with Jimbo the same way. I, I mean, I just I don't think uh, I went on an epic rant. I don't know if y'all saw it a few weeks back on this. Uh, <laughs> Oh, they saw it all right. I was really, I was really hoping, you know, I might make like SEC uh, Sports Center not top ten or something. That'd have been fine with me. But um, I, there's no reason they had deserved the shot. From the very no. beginning, the Big Ten put their whole conference behind the eight ball. You start late, yeah, and then and then you're like, oh, uh, yeah, six games, and then their best team can't make it. And like I said last week on the show, when you really broke it down, Indiana was out with COVID that week. So that would have had to put a Penn State team in the Big Ten championship. And we all know that wasn't going to happen. Big Ten wasn't going to allow that to happen. So what did they do again? Oh, just kidding, guys. You don't have to play six games. You can just play five. Go ahead, Ohio State. I, I just I, – you can't create rules and then turn around and change them. I understand it's a COVID year. I understand everything is just completely awry, but if you're the Big Ten as a conference, you can't – I don't think you can do that. I mean, what if the SEC did that? The nation would have freaking blew up. Go ahead, Chris. I can tell you're you're just itching to say something. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to enjoy your rant. That's it. That was just a uh, smile of agreement. Disagree. I, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just uh, – all right, well, all right, let's get into these games. When you look at oh, Alabama oh, – oh, Okay. Okay, I was, I was going to say, like, really quick, like, like I, I know it's frustrating. It, very, it frustrated me a lot, but it's also money. When, when a conference oh, yeah. gets a team in that playoff, that conference gets some money, a lot of money. Show me the money. And, and they were man. looking at – and it, so I think an A and M goes in over in Indiana. You see what I'm saying? So, so I think that goes with the quick change of like, oh, we have to let Ohio State in there because because we need some playoff money. So it's like it's all about the money at the end of the day too, you know? Yeah, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. Uh, let's get into this yeah. Alabama Notre Dame matchup. Of course, we saw this a few years back. Uh, Notre Dame didn't show up. Neither did Manti Teo's girlfriend at the time. Uh, she didn't oh, show wow. up either. Um, <laughs> well, no play. <laughs> uh, you know, she was still on the bus with the team, evidently. I don't know. Uh, on tattoo. Couldn't find her. Anyway. Um, she was called at, Catfish herself. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, you, uh, when you look at this year's matchup, uh, of course, Alabama is rolling on, uh, hitting on all cylinders right now. Mac Jones is just – what I enjoy about Mac Jones is this. He's not mobile. He's standing in the daggum pocket. He's slinging it. And he's slinging yeah. it all over the field. He's got weapons everywhere. Devontae Smith is an absolute animal. Uh, I really kind of wonder what could have been for Alabama had they not lost Waddle at the very beginning of the yeah. year. Uh, just how big of a weapon he is. But when we talk about Notre Dame, Ian Book, I think, has done an amazing job there. Uh, I think he's a great quarterback. Uh, 
Uh, but one one guy I want to talk about is Brian Kelly. Uh, if you go back and look at him, he has won everywhere he's been. Uh, I think that he gets a lot of discredit for some of his statements that he makes and things like that. But when you look at this Notre Dame team, can they stop Alabama? But I think the more, the, the bigger question is, can they score with Alabama? Uh, Chris, what say you? Roll Tide, baby. Roll Tide. It's If you've just watched them this year, it's ridiculous. Like, you can't – it's argued – I mean, they have two of the top four finalists for the Heisman. And then if you've been tracking their – especially their most recent games, uh, Harris, their running back, could arguably have snuck in in the conversation at some point. And so that's, that's three right there, not including – Obviously, if you dreamed a little bit and Waddle had stuck around um, yeah. and been been healthy and stuff, so it's like they're, in my opinion, it's it's unstoppable. And their offense it's is unstoppable. so good that they almost don't have to play great defense anyway. They can just outscore people. Yeah, they're just going to keep scoring. Yeah. yeah. So if if they just get a couple stops throughout the game, they're going to put your opponent behind. And I don't know if Notre Dame can can keep up. Josh. Uh, same. I think what it Clemson held it held them to three last week or whenever that was. Yeah. If Clemson can confuse them and, and that to them after you know that when Notre Dame played well that first game they played Clemson, um, I think Alabama's going to do that. And I think Nick Saban has found out you got to hang up points. You got to put up a lot of points uh, in this new kind of the way that college football is going. Um, so I do not see them keeping up at all. I think, uh, what was the spread? 20, something like that? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like yeah. 18 yeah. or something yeah. like that. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you know, and, and to me, that says something already. Like, a, uh, Anyways, I'm not going to get into it. Alabama. <laughs> I felt a rant coming there. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the largest spread in a college fo- uh, football playoff. Yeah, it is. It is by, the by so I think, eight or nine points. By long shot. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a big number. Uh, so y'all think that says more about Alabama or Notre Dame? What would you say? I say Notre Dame's – this shows that their defense has been shaky a little bit still all year. Yeah. Hey, live update, everyone. Georgia just kicked a field goal. Oh, they're wow. still losing. Yes, that might too. <laughs> You're hanging on, John. You're hanging on. All right, Brady, uh, go ahead with your assessment of Alabama. I, uh, if, you know, if you know anything about me, I hate Alabama with every fiber of my being. If I somehow want – on a $300 billion lottery jackpot, I would use all of that money to buy the University of Alabama and then <laughs> shut it down. I would just close it off. Wow. Just to do it. That's what I would do. Um, I'm, really, I hate I'm, really, I'm really glad you just didn't say you went and did something to the University of Alabama campus. I didn't want to. I would just shut it down. I would just, we would just close the doors, and that would be what I spent all that money on. But wow. uh, are they going to win? Yeah, they're going to win. Yeah, they're going to win. They're going to win. And they're probably going to beat the spread. I mean, I just – yeah, they're going to win. But I hate them. And I am rooting <laughs> unbelievably hard for Notre Dame uh, to win today. Wow. I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted right now. I'm just visualizing you buying the school and then turn around and being like, burn it down. I mean, burn I just – I, I, I can shut see Shut it down. Shut it down. Everybody, it's, it's like that everybody go home. Called, it's like that movie – we called old school, whatever it was called, when they made up a college. They basically. <laughs> I tried to oh, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, that movie was called Accepted. That's a great movie. 
Um, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Great movie. Um, Sponsored by Accepted. <laughs> when you when you look at, of course, okay. So everybody here says Alabama. Okay, so now who yes, will Alabama yes. face? Uh, you got a big matchup between Clemson and Ohio State. Of course, it's a rematch of last year's semifinal, uh, which was which I thought was a great game. Uh, up until that yeah. guy hit uh, Trevor Lawrence in the head, uh, it, it just it just sparked something in Trevor Lawrence. Um, but speaking of this Clemson team, let me get you guys' opinion on this. Uh, Dabo Swinney, uh, as we well know, is a great coach. I'm not taking anything from him. Um, but what is he still – doing this whole we're the underdog we're the underdog how are you the underdog Dabo? you've played in a national championship for what i don't know one two three four out of the past five years you're not an underdog anymore i don't know i mean i just i get it you're trying to keep that mantra i understand that but there comes a point in time to where you just got to accept the fact that you're one of the best teams in the country and you can't tell me he doesn't know that year in year out but when it comes to ohio state after what they did last year to them, and we know Dabo is not a fan of Ohio State being in the playoff, and I agree with Dabo, but I think Dabo may want to look out because this Ohio State team is good. It, they're really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dabo Sweeney may want to back off a little bit of his uh, press conference gold comments he's making because if they lose tonight, all that's going to come back on them. Yeah. Well, they do not – they don't have their offensive coordinator in this game because he tested positive for COVID. So that'd be I don't think that will matter. I don't think that will make a difference. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> but... you, got, you got Trevor Lawrence there. Dabo's going to take the reins. I'm not, you're not going to see a difference. But but I am um, a little – if like so earlier, so the last show we all did, or a couple shows ago, um, I said straight up Clemson. But now I'm a little iffy on that because – I'm seeing like more out of, I don't know. I'm just seeing more talk about Ohio State and and it's hard to gauge only six games, but but now they're angry because of what Dabo's been saying. Now now there's no respect because actually that's the difference between Nick Saban and Dabo. Nick Saban respects every opponent he plays. Like he he gets his guys ready, gets out there respects them like nobody's business. Dabo is not showing any respect for Ohio State, and I think Ohio State that's going to give Ohio State some needed juice. That's all. I think the offensive line is going to be key in this game for Ohio yeah. State. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I may have picked Clemson originally, but I'm going to retract that statement here nope. on live so everybody oh, can see it. Can't do it. Well, okay. <laughs> well, here's here's my shocker of the week, and it's not even the game I picked. <laughs> I think Ohio State is going to beat Clemson tonight, and I know that's not a popular yeah. a popular opinion, but I think. So and, by saying that, are you saying that they actually deserve to be in the college football playoff because you think they can? can be that's why I want Clemson to win. Yeah, that, that's the question you have to ask, Wes, when you when you pick that. Like, <laughs> yeah, now, they deserve so, it. Hold on a second. So now y'all are asking me the tough question. Like, you're not how this works. <laughs> It's mostly the other way around, but sure, fine. Uh, I think I think they're a really good football team. Do I think they're one of the four best in the country? Uh, 
maybe. I, I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I just wanted more from them. If I could have seen maybe one or two more games, then I really could have told you yes or no. Uh, but here it is. They're here. They get their chance, whether we agree with it or not. But I think they're going to beat Clemson. I really do. And I know everybody, uh, not that we're worldwide yet, but everybody around the country watching this is probably like, Wes is an idiot. But it's okay. I've been called worse. Um, I, I just think that I just think that Alabama. I think that Alabama Ohio State matchup is just a really intriguing matchup, uh, more so mm-hmm. than that Alabama Clemson to me. Just because we've seen this dance with Alabama Clemson before, I, I think I think Ohio State wants it. I, I think they want to show they, that Get they up. deserve. Oh my oh, lord, oh. John, freak out! Uh, I think they want to show that they deserve to be there, and I mean. I, Let's not take anything away. Ryan Day has done an amazing job with Ohio State. Of course, he was given an amazing team. Um, when we talk about Ohio State Clemson, do you think all of y'all, which is everybody but me, do, the ones who think Clemson will win, do you think Clemson will go on to beat Alabama or no? Well, I did have Alabama losing to Clemson in our picks last week. So, Okay. I'll nobody's stick with gonna, that. Nobody's going to beat Alabama, unfortunately, no. as much as I want that to happen so bad, so unbelievably bad. I want that to happen. Yeah, Clemson's going to beat Ohio State. I don't I don't know that it's going to be that close. I, I'm not, not that convinced in Ohio State. Like, um, just not there with Ohio State. I think Clemson's going to win. They got the best team. I think they got the best player, one of the best players in college football. I think they – you know, are going to get matched up with Alabama, and then Alabama's going to probably curb stomp them. But, uh, but I don't, I don't see Ohio State winning this. But also, I hope that they don't win as well because, again, I think they should be there. Give it to Cincinnati. Give it to somebody else. Ohio State doesn't deserve it. You can't play five games. It's like, oh, I'm, we're here. You know, let us let us play in a bowl game. You know, I just, yeah. And then there's even there was even teams that even like had such great records and didn't even get to go to a bowl game. And I just, yeah, I'm down on Ohio State. Go Clemson. Go Tigers. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. If I, if you're Ohio State, you you take what Dabo said and you you put it on a sheet of paper and stick it up in the locker room and you look at it every day and uh, you get geared up for this game. But I agree with you, Wes. Like, I mean, look at the track record of Clemson just the past four to five years. It's ridiculous. It's it's incredible. And then you got a guy in Trevor Lawrence. Oh, you lost who, it in your life. Uh, has been on the scene. He's been on the scene every single one of those years, uh, or the past, you know, three. And it's like, man, I'm not laughing kind of at you, Chris. I'm laughing at John's in? commentary. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think I think man, it'll be Clemson, Alabama, and. Um, I think Bama will come away with it. I think it'll be interesting to see how Trevor Lawrence's experience and consistency over the years making it to, to this. Well, same with Alabama, but um, just him leading the charge, how that'll shift to being a couple of years in now into this time. It's not going to, like like I said, whether an offensive coordinator is there or not, it's not going to phase him. He's like, I've been here before. I know what this is like. I'm several years in now. Let's, uh, let's go. So I don't know if they're just going to gunsling it out. And it'll just be an offensive battle or what, but it'll be a fun uh, national championship if it's them too. Yeah, I think Alabama's going to murder everybody. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I hate that that's true, but I just think they will. I'm eager to see if, if Clemson wins, eager to see the spread on that game as well. And we talk about Mac Jones like slinging it and being able to throw the ball, but you can't underestimate Harris. Like you can't underestimate the running back there and what he can do on the ground. So it's just like they got threats all over the place. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. Well, I know Ohio State's. I know I know Ohio friend. State's not going to have three hundred yards rushing this game. All right, give me Ohio Today. State to win tonight, and Brady, just to give you a little gift on the show, give me Ohio State to beat Alabama. In <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I can do that gift. That I, would I, mean, like I would like to package. You can't even I, I would the like gift. to package that up and put a bow on it and hand it to you. But. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, all right, speaking you would win of – a lot of money if you bet that. Man, yes, I would. I just ain't got it to bet. Um, speaking of Mac Jones, speaking of Devontae Smith, speaking of Najee Harris, speaking of Trevor Lawrence, do you see anyone else in the Heisman room? And give me your Heisman winner. And we'll go all the way around the almost Brady Bunch room we got going here. Uh, Chris, you go first. I don't think I see anybody necessarily in the everything else in the Heisman room. Um, if he had another game or so, I think Harris could be in the conversation. But I think Devontae Smith will end up winning it. I think it's kind of fun also to have a maybe a different type of skill position player um, back at the top of that list in the, in the finalist category once again. So, yeah, I'll go with him. I would rather nobody get a trophy than an Alabama player win a trophy. But uh, his hate is deep. It's deep. I know. But uh, but Devonte Smith, I mean, I think is the best player. I mean, um, there's is so many. Is Tina in this, by the way, Chris? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think he's. I think he's going to win it. I'm. I'm kind of withstood. I, I. I would kind of like to see not a quarterback or running back get it. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I want him to win it as well. Um, it, if you watch sports, there's certain guys when they have a ball, you know, Steph Curry, when he has the ball, Kyrie, um, in a football sense, Christian McCaffrey, like, like when they get the ball, it's, you're not checking your phone. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get another beer. It's like, oh, this dude, like a punt return. I just, he, he's that electric to me. Um, and so, which is hard to do. It's different when you don't have the ball in your hands from the snap. Um, to, to make that kind of impact on the game. But I think he's done that. So I so, think that'd be really, really so cool. If not him this year at that position, then what does it take? And let's change the name of the trophy. Or let, let, let's just say it, it goes to a quarterback or running back every year and call it something else. Um, but 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 I like him winning it this year. Do you feel that way, Josh, when Kyle Anderson plays basketball? Uh, <laughs> I'll screenshot our text message thread and put it on oh, here. Yeah. Again, and that'll be the answer. All right, Aaron, go ahead. Just... All right. Um, so I'm thinking, um, oh, man. So I think Kyle Trask will just still be in there just because, like, even though even though that, um, what was it, the Cotton Bowl was horrendous. But but he'll be, like, the very last. But I, I, I got Devontae Smith um, as the number one. And then I got not, um, yeah, I got Devontae Smith 
winning it. And I, for some reason, I still have Trask still in there just because I think they'll look at the whole season um, and what he's done. And But he won't win it. It will obviously be Devontae Smith, and then Mac Jones will be in there. I think Mac Jones will be the number, the runner-up, and then Devontae Smith will win. Sorry, Brady. It's okay. Mac, Mac Jones is a poor man's Joe Burrow. It's fine. No big deal. He's a poor man too? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Okay. okay. I have seen and heard that uh, Kyle Trask's stats were actually better than Joe Burrow's last year, which is – Start. we're not talking, about, we're not talking about that. Credit. That's not what – that wasn't the question. But. Aaron, Aaron, keep going. Let's not let's not let's not get him fired up, Chris. Let, let's not get him fired up. I know what buttons to push. It's all I, I see. I see his face is getting red. I see it on screen. Chris, Chris, that wasn't the question. Aaron, you can keep going. Sorry, you were interrupting. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Devonta Smith. Um, I'd love to see him win it. He he has similar numbers. Um, we'll see. My buddy um is actually watching our show. He told me he was going to watch our show. So he was actually on Fe- Paul Feinbaum, and he was talking about Devonte Smith. That was and him. His, his name's Raymond. He's oh, from okay. Pennsylvania. Yeah, and um, and he's a huge Bama fan. Sorry, Brady, <laughs> but um, um, <laughs> but um, he was talking about Devonte Smith and how if you look at him, or if you look at his numbers, um, and you compare him to the last wide receiver winner, which was. Um, Desmond Howard, I believe. I mean, they're, they're similar yeah. numbers. And, yeah. and in my opinion, you have Devontae Smith playing two less games because, you know, before you had guaranteed 12 games. Yeah. Guaranteed. And now <coughs> you have two less games being played and you have more yards than Desmond Howard did. And he won the, he won the Heisman. So I, I got Devontae Smith hard, like hands down. Point. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Uh, I think Devontae Smith is more than deserving of the Heisman Trophy yeah. this year. Uh, I mean, really, when you think about it, as a wide receiver, you've got multiple different variables to whether you even get a ball thrown to you. I mean, depending right. on the coverage, you know, the right. offensive play call. I mean, for him to do what he's done under Steve Sarkeesian, I think we take we, we we give him a lot of credit. We give Mac Jones a lot of credit. We've also got to look at Steve Sarkeesian and how he's using these guys and moving the defense in certain, you know, whether it's via uh, motions pre-snap or, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, I think Devontae Smith is more than deserving of it, and I think he'll end up winning it. A name that I think will be higher than people think is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, oh. I think if you – I yeah. think if you look at Trevor Lawrence in this season, the only game they lost he didn't play in. I yeah. think to, I think tonight's performances between Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Devontae uh, uh, Smith will answer our questions tonight. I, I think tonight we will know. <laughs> Go ahead, Brady. I was just rooting for, I'm just rooting for Trevor just so Alabama doesn't get it. <laughs> um, John. <laughs> You got anything else for him? Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Devontae Smith as well. You know, and then I'll probably pick Alabama's quarterback second, then Trevor third. You know, just something different. Brady White fourth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) 
Let's not get him started on Brady White. It's a whole other show. Um, <laughs> here's tomorrow's games lined up. All right. First game, we're going to go with Kentucky at Nor- or Kentucky versus North Carolina State in the Gator Bowl. Kentucky's had an interesting year all year long, firing some coaches in the, during the season. And, uh, and their quarterback play has not been up to par all season long as well, guys. But uh, who do y'all got in that one? We'll go with Josh first. NC State. They just have more more momentum, better year. Yeah. Ready? Uh, I mean, I th- I think NC State could could win it. Um, I don't know. I think I'd like to see Kentucky win it. I just would love to see some of those bottom tier SEC schools start to get a little bit better, like the Missouris, the Kentuckys, the Tennessees. You know, when as much as I love LSU being on top and Alabama and like all these other teams, but I would just love to see you know, some of those SEC programs that maybe pride themselves on different sports, like, you know, South Carolina basketball and Kentucky basketball and baseball. And just, Arkansas with baseball. Yeah. yeah. And tra- hey, Arkansas has got the number one track program in the country. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're yeah. dominant in track. But I just, I don't know. I would, I would love to see, I would love to see, I would love to see Kentucky win because I don't care about NC State, but congrats to them in their season. Chris. There it is. And I'm out. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> All right. Let's mute him. We'll keep going. I'm kidding. I'm going to throw up. Uh, but give me Kentucky to win this game. Yeah, let's see, it. Let's, uh, see <laughs> it. let's see it. Uh, no, no, no. I can't do that on camera. Um, I think Kentucky will win. Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I I like the job that Stoops has done there. Um, I, he's another guy that wow. I think has done. Did you say wow to my comment, John, as far as well, like, the job because you had. So, which one should I count your bowl selection? Huh? He said NC State. Which one? Yeah, he had NC State last week. Now he wants to go to Kentucky, huh? Changing a lot today. Look, man. Just, there he is. Just, uh, just <laughs> let me pick my guy. Oh, you know what? He had you know a good what? night's sleep, and he's I did. just thinking different things. Man, I slept good. That I beard's did. looking good. <laughs> it is. It is. It is looking uh, very good. Very, very All right, I'll put Kentucky on your list then. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Put, put uh, Kentucky down. Go ahead, Aaron. Okay, yeah, I got Kentucky. Um, SEC all the way. SEC, SEC, SEC. Yeah, right, I'm with NC okay, State, man. but Chris, who do you got? No, well, who's Chris got? Uh, Chris picked Kentucky. You didn't see him hold the Kentucky shirt? He held up the shirt. You're busy watching. Come on now. Oh. Yeah, I guess. Wow. Happy wife, happy life. Happy life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what all game's right, up next? Next game we'll go with. All right, next game we'll go with is. Uh, let's go with the Texas A&M versus North Carolina in the Orange Bowl. Oh, I love Mac Brown, but I'm going A&M. Same. But I love Mac Brown. I'll say that. Oh, again. Yeah. Love. Him. Yeah, I'm a huge Mac Brown fan. Uh, John, give me whoever I picked last week. Did <laughs> <Good> A&M. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Aggie Lance. 2020 picks and his 20. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a great point. I didn't think about that. That's a great point, Josh. Brady. Yeah, I want to I see Texas A&M, uh, uh, you know, win it. That way they can keep that chatter about trying to get in the in the playoff. It'd be yeah, fun. A&M. 
Chris, talk about your experience in uh, College Station last year, real quick, while we're talking about AM. It was awesome. They, uh, it's a it's a fun experience. They got a, a unique culture there. They were getting uh, they were getting stomped by Bama, but uh, it is a fun place to go watch a watch a game. Kyle Field. Shout out Kyle Trask, who was named after Kyle Field. Jared, was that in August or September? I heard that stadium gets blazing hot. It was it was a little cool that day. Oh, no. Actually, we were all right. Yeah. So. So Face I'm gonna, mask. Hello. Oh, I'm gonna go back with, um, <laughs> with uh, what I what I said last time. I I feel like Texas A&M is angry. They don't want to be there, and North Carolina really wants to be there. So I got North Carolina. Check his game. pick, John. Check his pick. Make sure he didn't switch up. Yeah, he had North Carolina last week. Okay, just making sure. He's the only one though. But yeah. All right. Go ahead. What's next, John? Um, Good hit. Maybe the, let's go with the Iowa State. Oh, he's a faker. Get up. Look at Brady. He's a faker. Get up. Cincinnati always fakes injuries, as we learned in the AAC championship last year, okay? Hey, I'm just trying to get them a uh, real quick. <laughs> There's only 15 seconds left in the game, Wes. What part are you on? Uh, go ahead. I'm at 15 seconds. Okay. Uh, uh, let's go with Iowa State versus Oregon. Ducks fly together. No. This ain't nobody. Duck. This ain't nobody. Ducks movie. Did I pick <laughs> Oregon last week? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he likes that pee wee football, you know. Yeah. Hey. Yep. <laughs> My size, baby. My size. Go ahead. <laughs> I got Iowa State. I'm 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 in Big Twelve country. Lived here eight years. I'm a believer. I'm sold. Sometimes. I'm sold. On <laughs> Iowa yeah. I'm with you, dude. Iowa State. Uh, I think they they beat Texas, and they, I think they went one and one with Oklahoma yeah. this year. So uh, I think they're looking they're looking pretty good. Yeah, and they they beat a couple other ranked teams. Um, they beat Oklahoma State. Uh, Trying to remember who else. They beat Washington State was ranked when they played them. Well, they lost to Oklahoma by a touchdown. Like, um, they played yeah. Oklahoma yeah. tough. Yeah. yeah. Well, they beat Oklahoma in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, I got Iowa State. Yeah, I'm going to go with Oregon, although the quarterback play still kind of concerns me with Iowa State. It so, concerns me. I think they'll win, though. So I got Iowa State this week. Is that who I picked last week, John? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You, you better double check that because John yeah, yeah. has like the pick not to. He'll let you know if you don't get it right. He'll let you know. Yeah, all over it. <laughs> I got my notebook right here. Because I knew I wasn't going to pick that peewee football team, you know. <laughs> Come on, Georgia. Good grief. All right, all right, next game. I think it could be an interesting game, guys. It's going to be. Um, I'll, or not I'll, but uh, it's going to be Indiana versus uh, good old Lane Kiffin and Lane Train and good old Ole Miss. It could be uh, – I think it's going to be a high-score game. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game as well. Um, I don't remember who I picked in this game last time. Probably Indiana, if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, 
give me Indiana again. I agree, John. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Uh, oh, I'm, shoot. I, I'm also very impressed with what Lane Kiffin was able to Come do with Ole Miss. Got it. Let's go. Can they score a touchdown or make a field goal? Sorry, Dad. Well. Ed Thomas, Georgia <laughs> Man, I got hey, YouTube. No, Georgia was my pick too, baby. Georgia hey, was my pick too. He, he's just now kicking it on my TV. Thanks, John. <laughs> hey, Wes, you better get off that YouTube TV, brother. <laughs> he's out in Arkansas, bro. They're delayed. <laughs> oh, man. That 3D. They got that, that 3D from 2009. Hey, in Arkansas? TV is cheaper, and YouTube TV has unlimited DVR. That's why I chose it. No, I got YouTube hey. TV. I'm just messing. Hey, hey bro, you got a stimulus check coming, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, John. Hey, Wes, doesn't this game remind you of the Indiana Penn State game? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> Rob, ruined it for you. But yeah, oh, go back man. to our game. I think oh. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I got Indiana as well. I'm just kind of, I've been not happy with Matt Corral at Ole Miss lately at all. Yeah. And he's thrown five interceptions twice in two games. So yeah. Good old let's go with uh Indiana. I like Tom Allen as a coach, too. Go ahead, Brady. I like Tim Allen as a coach too. Loved him at home improvement. Um, it's Tom Allen. I said Tom. I uh, <laughs> no, I uh, I'm gonna go Indiana as well. I I mean, they beat some good teams: Michigan, uh, Penn State. Look at Kirby on that. Uh, I mean, shut out Michigan <laughs> State. I, I think that they're a pretty good team. You know, Ohio State. They lost to them, but by what? Like as like a touchdown or something. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I just don't see Ole Miss hanging with a team like that. So I got Indiana. Yeah, I'm picking it yeah. as well. They played Ohio State close. I think they'll come out with this one. Yeah, I agree, I agree with John's take on uh, Matt, Matt Corral. Uh, he, his play is kind of like my play in Madden 21. I either throw a touchdown or I throw a pick pick. Um, and he kind of does that. And you can't do that in a bowl game. Yeah, I like to call him Gold Corral, but go ahead, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> this week, this week I got Indiana. Indiana I have this week. Hey, if they ever come out with a quarterback with a last name Sizzling, he'll automatically be Western Sizzling. Go ahead, <laughs> but that's actually all the games. Man. This yeah, bowl season has been crazy. It it really has. It's very been it's been very awkward. Uh, I mean, you had uh, Arkansas TCU canceled, uh, which I was really looking forward to that game personally. Um, yeah. I think that yeah. was going to be a really good game. Uh, one more thing before you guys go, I know the coach of the year was announced uh, this past week. Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina uh, was the uh, recipient of it, and I think he was well deserved. If you had to pick a B option. Who would your B option be for coach of the year this year in college football? Chris, you want me to kick off with this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm biased. Like, to me, it has to be Sam Pittman. Like, just just because, yes, I'm a Hawk fan, but just because, like, you, you have nothing but conference games. You haven't been able to win – think about winning a conference game in two years and 
you squeeze out three and technically four because that damn Auburn, Auburn game should have been a win. And and um, yeah, but um, um, yeah, I got Sam Pittman. Um, he had a great first year. If this was a regular twelve game season, he's winning five six games his first year. You know, so I got Sam Pittman. I'll go with Hugh Freeze. Mm, great, great pick. But yeah. Essentially, the way that he proved me wrong in the bowl game this year. To keep it spicy, I'll, I'll pick the Indiana guy. I don't know his name, but I saw that post. I saw that post game clip where his players were running up to him and hugging him and stuff. You can tell he's a good guy. I like him. I mean, I don't. I know we're play by play on the Georgia game, but you got to give Cincy some credit on the kind of season they had as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke Fickle. I mean, he's only been there what couple years and they're I came I came I looked I looked it up the other day because I was interested in how well they've been doing the last couple of years. I think since he's been there they're like forty something and twenty something. I mean that's a pretty good yeah. pretty good margin. I mean I think since he you know came over there I think he was from Ohio State. I, I think he's done a pretty decent job. You know I said earlier when you know somebody asked me how was the how was the Memphis season I said well when you any season you can be Navy and Houston, it's a good Memphis football season, but uh, now you're going to have to start really throwing Cincinnati in those conversations just if he continues to build that program the way he is. Yeah, was, yeah, especially if you compare this Georgia game with Cincy, with Liberty and Coastal. It's like, man, if we're going to give Coastal that, then you got to give Cincy some credit for the kind of season, plus the, the, the showing that they had in the bowl game. I also think Cincinnati's defensive coordinator could be a head coach in the making as well, so Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, I, I think you're exactly right. I think Luke Fickle deserved um, maybe a little more credit than he got. Uh, but I think Cincinnati, as a university, deserved a much more credit than they got. Uh, I, I don't think they should be ranked, what were they, eighth coming into today against yeah. Georgia? Uh, I mean, I, I don't think there's any reason. I'm not taking anything away from Texas A&M. But if you look at Cincinnati and you look at what this committee – wants from their participants they checked every box but not only did they check every box they won in convincing fashion against every team until today and let's be honest georgia didn't just beat the brakes off cincinnati today they earned Mm it um i i think you got to look at luke fickle in the future as not only a coach of the year candidate but a coach that a big name like a michigan somebody like that I think we'll definitely be looking at. Harbaugh got a contract. He ain't going nowhere. What? Contract yeah. extension? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Why would they extend that guy's contract? <laughs> <laughs> they did, did they? Oh, uh, also, by the way, did you know that Rich Rod is going to interview for the Louisiana Monroe offensive coordinator position? Uh, and, of course, uh, oh. Terry Bowden is now the head coach down there at Louisiana Monroe. Rich Rod did great things at West Virginia. Yeah, well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Rich Rod's had issues since West Virginia for sure. Yeah. Uh, Are Chris, you a West Virginia fan? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Neil Brown, let's go. I believe in him. Uh, I think after you look at what they did yesterday against Army uh, and that performance that uh, Neil Brown had. Uh, and going back to all the all the way when Neil Brown was at Troy, 
uh, and he walked in and beat uh, right. uh, LSU down there. Sorry, not trying to say that LSU. really loud, Freddie. Yeah. Yep. Um, We're well, not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think Neil Brown's another coach that uh, deserves a lot more credit than he's got. I think he's done an amazing job at West Virginia. And also, I give Neil Brown a lot of credit for signing off on playing Army because it's obvious nobody else wanted to play him. So, got to give kudos to the, uh, not only the Liberty Bowl uh, organization, but also uh, to Neil Brown as well for signing off on what was a great game yesterday in Memphis uh, at the Liberty Bowl. Um, John, do you have anything else for him? Uh, hmm. No. I don't think so. Just, you know. No. Guys, thanks for having us on. Yes, thank you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Man, thank I, you, guys. This is like a first date for me. I'm a little nervous, but it's been awesome. <laughs> Man, don't be nervous. We're not. <laughs> we don't bite that hard. So, um, based on your based on your previous based on your previous guests who were like five star guests, we were kind of coming in maybe a two or three, so we were a little intimidated. I mean, yeah, if it doesn't love the, the show, just delete it. We're only a four star show, Chris. We're only a four star show. Um, but uh, guys, thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, to our Facebook watchers and listeners, thank you very much. We also live right now on our YouTube page as well. Thank you for all of our watchers and listeners on YouTube. Also, on iHeartRadio app as well, we got guys listening all over the road. I know my company, uh, Boris Transportation, I've got numerous truckers that uh, drive around the country delivering goods uh, and listen to our show. So to those guys, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very, very much for watching. For Aaron Smith, John Sturdivant, and Christian Johnston, I am Wes Pruitt. Thank you very much. Four Star Sports Show signing off for today. Love y'all. Thanks, y'all. Go Chris. Go Chris.